that's the whole purpose of living is going through the challenges. It's, you know, going into the challenges, knowing that they're, that's what they are and going, okay, I can either fall over and just let the world stomp on me or I can make this something really good. I can take this and use this to make someone else's life really good. humans. Welcome to the Feminine Rebellion Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Frasca, mom of three wild kids, a crazy lover of garlic, a wild woodswoman and hiker, a voracious reader, and a feminine leadership coach. I'm on a mission to create a rebellion of female leaders who are ready to dig deep into their purpose and push massive ripples of love and justice into the world. I believe we are all born leaders, and this world needs us now more than ever. This podcast aims to amplify the voices of the women who are out in the world and doing the damn thing. These are the rebels who inspire and ignite me. They're the feminine rebels who are working to raise our collective consciousness, helping us uproot from our patriarchal conditioning and bring the world back into balance. If you hear something that makes you go, hell yes, reach out to these guests, dive into their work, collaborate with them, or help hire them to work with you. Consider these women the guides on your own inner rebellion. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's do this. Bum, bum, bum. Feminine rebellion. Today, I have a very fucking special guest for you, Kristen Sparks. Kristen Sparks is a pull-up-your-bootstraps kind of gal, always landing on her feet no matter the life challenge. She's originally from Houston, Texas, but has lived across this country from sea to shining sea. Pardon me. She is the mother of two daughters, one son, a daughter and a son-in-law. One of her greatest joys is being grandma KK to her favorite seven grandchildren. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Kristen is an author, a speaker, a podcaster on Roar with Sparks. She is CEO of Roar Inc. and the executive director of the Sister Word Foundation, a nonprofit supporting and celebrating women on their journey of self transformation. She is a philosopher, a deep thinker, always looking for how to serve her fellow humankind. She is a Canfield Success Principles trainer, an infinite possibilities trainer, a cancer survivor and fighter who after a fall in 2013 that left her in a wheelchair has brought her body back to walking with a walker. Her goal in 2022 is to walk and dance on her own two damn feet. Damn straight. (laughs) Yeah, she is genuinely grateful every day. And I know this because I'm friends with her. She enjoys the Floridian salt life and her chosen piece of paradise with her wife of many years, her pug and her kitty. Kristen lives for and by joy allowing the true nature of the divine universe source to direct and inspire her. 
Feminine Rebellion. Welcome, Kristen Sparks. Kristen and I met a couple years ago in a sisterhood, and I knew from the minute I laid eyes on her and you were in the middle of cancer treatment, you were like dancing in a fucking wheelchair. You effuse joy and brilliance. You are in a magnetic woman, and I'm so fucking happy to have you here today to talk about like joy and thank you how you find it Kristen in the darkest moments and I, and I have to say like in the world we are in right now with numbnuts invading Ukraine and like all and, and everything else is going on in the world you you are a bright fucking shining light you are one of my igniters and I'm just so happy to have you here so you can help the women who are listening find joy in every well, moment. Maddie, thank you. You know, you make me feel so good. I so appreciate you. And and talk about igniters, you blow it out of the water, girlfriend. Oh, Absolutely. thank you for that. Thank you for I that. I love your energy. Thank you. Well, we <laughs> feed off of each other. <laughs> we, feed, we feed off of each other though, Kristen. Like it's like two little bouncing balls of light. You know, we, we've attracted each other, think into each other's lives. And, um, that's what happens, right? Like you attract yes. the energy that you give off and you are pulling massive light into your life. I'm so happy to be one of the people who's in your realm. So, um, I don't know, tell, let's introduce yourself. I mean, tell Feminine sure. Rebellion, the women who are listening, you know, a little bit about, a little bit about you, what you do, what's your purpose? Well, my purpose is to honestly bring women together to learn to love each other, to love ourselves. Mm. You know, we have, we've spent our lives, especially in my generation, I'm 57 this year. In fact, next week. <gasps> Wait, um, when's your birthday? March 9th. Mine's the 19th. Pisces unite. I knew you were a freak. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, I grew up in a time where women were not taught how to celebrate each other Mm. at all. Mm. And my purpose is truly, truly to teach women how to do that and how to find Mm. joy in the quagmire because Mm. life is all about challenges. It's all about, you know, getting from one thing to the next Mm. and doing it with love in our heart and compassion for ourselves in grace without shame and guilt. Because Mm. we, you know, the world is so full of, like you said, craziness. We don't need to add to it. And so that's what my purpose is here. And, and that's what Roar's all about is collaboration and bringing women together so that we can then celebrate more women. Um, we do retreats, we do workshops, uh, and we do the Roar with Sparks, which is the new podcast um, yeah. coming off of Women Real and Raw. So yeah. Oh my, it's exciting. This is amazing. So, so tell me about like, how did you get to where you are? Because, you know, I read, you know, you collaborated on a book last year. I did. 
And it did. it's I was able joy. I was able to read a little bit about your journey in in your um piece of that book. And I was kind of blown away with how much you've been through and like the woman you are today. How did you not first of all, I guess I'd love for you to tell the women who are listening a little bit about your backstory. Um and then how sure. how you hold yourself up. I mean, you say you're a bootstraps kind of gal and fuck. Yes. You, that's a great description. (laughs) Right. It really is true. I, um, I grew up with, you know, the typical middle-class white family and I thought, you know, I would be a ballerina because that's what I did. And, Mm. And one day I came home from school and, my whole world changed. My mother had some mental demons I didn't realize. And Mm. she had gone into a catatonic state. My father had to put her in a mental institute. Mm. And my world changed. I mean, I became this angry, just lost child. How old were you? 12. I was around the age of 12. Yeah. Hard age. It was, it really was, you know, it was the, at the time learning about my body, learning Mm. about, you know, what sex was and, and, you know, Mm. I was gang raped all (gasps) that same year. What? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that happened at the church. So I had this fucking shit with God and, you know, so I, just, I had absolutely no idea who I was. And I had parents who were going through their own struggles and could not, because of what they were going through, help me through it. So I, I was just, I remember being nothing but angry, Mm. nothing but miserable. And I wanted everybody around me to be miserable too. You had, you had reason to be. I did. I did. She did. Absolutely. You know, and it it took a lot of of going back and dealing with my inner child and carrying her and showing yes. her space and love and yes. grace and yes. you know just just giving her all of that that oh. those hugs that the tenderness so the tenderness yes yeah so I went from that into a. Uh, an extremely abusive, controlling marriage, which is pretty typical of, of, you know, where I was to expect to go into something like that. Mm. And, you know, I truly believe that it was not only lessons of learning how to get through struggles, but also because I had three beautiful children I needed to bring into this world. And the only way to birth them was through this father. Mm. And so that is what I did. Look at you. you And then I had to struggle through the whole loss of custody of my kids. Mm. Uh, And how to get through that as a woman, you know, women back then, what do you mean you don't have your kids? What's wrong with you? There's gotta be something wrong with you. Oh my God. So what Um, happened? Like why? (sighs) He was a police officer. Oh. And I was a stay-at-home mom. 
Mm. He told them that I was a drug addict and an alcoholic. Mm. So I believed him, you know, I believed that that was the case. And so I put myself in rehab and I put myself in, in AA and w- told the, the courts that that's what I was because that's wow. what he told me I was. Wow. And yeah, it took a long time to realize that I, I wasn't the problem. It wasn't me that was having those issues. Now, not to say that I haven't used my fair share of drugs and done my fair share of drinking, because let me tell you, I have, you know, I'm not like some kind of angel out there, you know, but that, right. It wasn't, that was not who I was when I was a mother. That's not who I was when I was his wife. And it was, but he used that whole thing against me. He used my, Mm. the things that had happened, the challenges that I had gone through as a young adult Mm. um, against me. And Mm. I had no way of fighting it because I didn't know how. I didn't have the tools. And you're being manipulated and you have past trauma and you know yourself yet. Isn't it it crazy when you look back at earlier ages, you know, when you think, wow, I didn't know myself yet. Like, but, but we do, it's like when we're little, little, I feel like until we're like six or seven, we totally know who we are. Right. Absolutely. Yes. It's like, we're like, these little wild children, and then the fucking world gets to us. You know, right? you get fucking gang raped by people at your church, like Kristen. What? Right. And then you who does that? Doubt, like you don't know who you are any, anymore. You you look to other people for answers. You put up armor. We become mere fractions of ourselves. We enter into abusive relationships. Yes, very much. Oh my God. Okay. Very so keep much. going. Because we have no, you know, we feel like we have no value. Yes. We feel like, you know, we are, are worthless. And so, you know, having someone tell us what to do, manipulate everything that we do, control everything that we do. And when we don't do something right to abuse us in one way or another, because that's what we feel we deserve. Mm. So, you know, coming out of that and just having to then lose my kids and lose my identity Mm. was traumatic beyond anything I can, I could imagine. I can't imagine. I have three kids and if I lost my children, I I mean, you wouldn't, I don't know that you would find me on this earth. I'm sorry. If I lost my kids, I don't know what I would do. I get it. I get it. Wow. I, I struggled. I, you know, was on my knees. What am I going to do now? Yes. Who, who am I? Yeah. I mean, and the darkest of the darkest of the darkest. darkest. Yeah. Yeah. Dark, dark days. And what brought me this <laughs> joy, what brought yes. me to where I could actually go, oh my God, I'm alive. Yes. Was number one, it's a little weird, scuba diving. Yeah. The underworld. And hurricanes. Scuba dive. Okay, you go. Tell me. Spill <laughs> it. Okay. So I had, there's a lot, a little bit of a backstory there too, but and I won't go into it too much, but I had um, discovered a love for mortgage 
um, and being able to learn. And I just sucked up being in the mortgage business. Mm. So in that, we were just at that time starting with computers. Yes. And I had met this, this gentleman who had developed a software program that we decided to use in our mortgage company. And we hit it off. He, his parents had a place here in Florida, in Miami. And he said, do you scuba dive? And I said, no, but that sounds really cool. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. In typical Kristen fashion, I don't, but I will. Give me right? five days. That, that pretty much exactly that <laughs> three days later I was certified oh my god you're fucking it, it awesome. literally literally I I think I got the book took the test went to the quarry got my underwater and it was less than a week wow, wow. yeah so I go to Florida I come in on a Thursday and if I remember timing right, I believe it was Friday, Hurricane Andrew hit. Hmm. I remember Never been that in one. a hurricane. Uh, you know, even though I lived on the coast in, in Texas, you know, and spent a lot of time in Galveston when I was in high school, I'd never been through a hurricane, you know, and certainly not that close because that that wow. that puppy hit like right on top of us. <clears throat> And I remember coming out of that, laying down on the driveway because Natty, I don't know if you've ever been through a hurricane, oh, but they in, in New England, but, but not, not a real one. <laughs> they board every window, every door. You cannot see. It is total sensory deprivation. Oh you, my God. Other than here. You're supposed to be howl. on, you're supposed to be on vacation. Yeah, I was supposed to be diving. <laughs> wow. So all I can hear is the howl of the wind and things hitting the house and, you know, the roof doing its thing. And I'm like, I'm under the bed. But we came out of that and the sun is shining. There's not, a, you know, and there's, I mean, there's boats in the, the yards and there's cars upside down and roofs gone and houses toppled. And I laid down on the driveway in the midst of the palm fronds and just looked at the sky and thanked the heavens. I was alive. <sighs> and I fell utterly in love with Miami. Wow. Utterly in love. Wow. You went through an experience where, I mean, at, at some point, were you afraid that you were going to oh, yeah. die? I thought, this is it. We're done. Wow. We are done. And, you know, I survived. And I realized that's what I'd been doing was surviving from mm. one challenge to the next. Mm. And I didn't have to just survive. I could live. Oh, I could fucking live. Amen. That is it. It, it is. So fascinating. It's like the people who have been through the darkest of dark and pulled themselves out of the fucking gutter are the humans who are out there dancing in the streets. Yeah. 
Like, oh, yeah. holy shit. I saw someone wearing a hat recently and I'm going to either find it or make it. But it said, it says, holy shit, we're alive. Yeah. I'm like, can we all embrace that? Holy shit, we're alive. And so because- you've taken that, you've taken that into your life. And like, how many years ago was that? Well, gosh, let's see. That was 1992, 92. So yeah. it, wait, what year are we in? That was 30. 22. That was, that 30, was 30, 30 years ago. No. Yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. It would have been 30 years. Yeah. That was 30 years ago, Kristen. Yeah. And you take from that moment. I mean, can you like, when you close your eyes, like, can you see the trajectory of your life from there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not like there haven't been challenges since there have been, well, you there know, are but always it definitely challenges, right? That's, that's the whole purpose of living is going through the challenges. It's, you know, going into the challenges, knowing that they're, that's what they are and going, okay, I can either fall over and just let the world stomp on me or I can make this something really good. I can take this and use this to make someone else's life really good. So I'm assuming this is what you're doing with women. Yes. Like this, this is where Rora's going. Yeah. This must be the work you are doing. It's like, I was on a hike this morning and I'm was thinking about some of the work I'm doing with women. And I came up with this phrase that I feel like this is what you're doing. You are gold mining the shadows. You are like going into the darkest bits and like finding the gold in them, finding the nuggets. Hey woman, doors are now open to my nine-week group coaching experience, Devotion. And I'd love to welcome you into the nest and give you the deets on why I believe this work is so fucking important for all of us. My journey to this work started with a fuck ton of self-help. I read every single book I could get my hands on. I dove into meditation, goddesses, ritual. I read divinity cards every morning alongside sacred spaces and altars in my home. I connected daily to source. I became a yoga and meditation teacher and shared all of my knowledge with the women around me. And yes, I began to feel calmer. And yes, some of my anxiety settled. But even with all of this, I was still quiet. I still swallowed my big ideas in the boardroom. Even as the executive director of my nonprofit, I still did 90% of the workload in our home, even though we both had full-time jobs. My days were filled with hustling, and grinding, and I was still exhausted. And I blamed myself for not making the time to take care of myself. If only I meditated more, my life would feel better. As much as I did all the traditional self-help stuff, I knew in my bones I had to dig deeper if I wanted to find my voice and step fully into my power. I dove into books by feminist authors and started following their work. I even hired feminist coaches to help guide me out of my own internal patriarchal conditioning and back home to myself. And my jaw dropped when I began to learn the ways our society has worked tirelessly to keep women small and quiet. And with all of this learning came a huge sigh of relief. 
There was nothing wrong with me. There was a system stacked against me. And until I came to terms with this, until I untangled from my past, I would never be able to be fully seated in my power. This is exactly how devotion is different. Yes, you will be guided in meditation. Yes, I will ask you to create a sacred space in your home to do the work. Yes, I will talk about the importance of moving our bodies. And we will begin very early on by talking about the patriarchy. We will shine the light on how our current society and our families of origin have molded us into what we are not. We will learn how the things that have kept us stuck are the secret to uncovering our beliefs and our values. We'll re-examine our lives and dig deep to locate the things that fill us up and the things that drain us. Devotion isn't a course filled with a bunch of fluffy stuff. It's a journey. It's a journey that will guide you into a change of course, a redirect, if you will, towards the kind of life that feels good and is fueled with your innate power and your purpose. And we'll do it together, holding hands with a group of women who will forever have your back and your heart. Devotion is where we join hands and start a fucking rebellion, and I hope you join us. Okay, I love you. Seriously, I fucking do. Thank you for being here. You can check out the deets on devotion at thefeminineRebellion.com slash devotion. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So I know, because I know you, that you had cancer last year, or maybe that was two years ago now. I, 12 months, 12, 12 months, 13 months. 13 months about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I celebrated my 12 months a month ago. So, the so okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank well you. bragged. Yes. <laughs> um, and so well, I met you in this moment of your life where like most people would be down and suffering. And even when I saw you in a wheelchair, or I remember this post where you're kind of like leaning on a car on your way to a chemo treatment and you have like fucking like a huge smile across your face and maybe even flowers in your hair. If I remember it was blue. My oh, your hair was blue. blue. Yes. I yes. knew there was something about your hair. You had blue fucking hair and you're on your way to chemo and you're just kind of like, bring it. Yep. With but, a feeding tube in. Yeah. What, right. <laughs> so like what, like, how do you, how do you teach people this? Like, what would you, what would your lesson be for a woman who is going through a hard time? Like, do you have practices that you practice on a daily basis? Like, how do you find the fucking joy? My number one practice is meditation. Mm. That is my absolute number one practice. And I, you can do it in so many different ways. And I do, you know, depending on my feeling in the morning, I usually get up about five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I don't, I used to go get coffee first. And then I thought, why, why am I getting coffee? I'm going to meditate. Yeah. I've had that same thought, by the way, I'm like, I'm going to meditate and I have like a cup of caffeine next to me. Like what the fuck? Right. Yeah. So I quit doing the coffee. But, you know, I've done channeling and with a mixture of um, Mind Spa. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what Mind Spa no, is. No, I have no idea what that is. Multiple different sounds that are melded together 
Mm. and you listen to while you're you're meditating. And I've taken that and added channeling to it. So I listen to, um, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm so curious. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is channeling? Like, well, um, Sarah Landon is one of the ones that I absolutely love. Um, Seth with, um, um, oh gosh, what was her name? Seth Speaks from 1973s. It was when it was done. And I apologize. My my mind yeah. just went totally blank. No, that's okay. We can put it in the show notes for people. Is. But yeah, she's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So channeling. So mind through. spa, channeling. <clears throat> so a bunch um, of different kind of modalities. A, a, yes, a bunch of different types of modalities. I've done, um, you know, the Tibetan bowls, the singing mm. bowls. Um, it all just kind of depends on where I'm at that yes. morning. But my absolute favorite is utter silence. Mm, Just, I will put on my noise canceling Mm. headphones. I will put my weighted mask on Mm. and I will just sit in utter silence with no, any kind of light coming through at all. You know what's coming to me right now? Like, you know, when you were talking about the hurricane, and how mm-hmm. you were in like total mm-hmm. sensory deprivation and how yep. that brought you, like it was like a fucking birth canal. Yeah, really. It was. It totally and was. Like you're recreating that in your favorite meditation practice. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're right. And now I have to tell you, when we moved to Florida, yes. we put in all hurricane windows and we, I did. I wouldn't let them put shutters on. So every mm-hmm. door, every window is hurricane proof. Ooh. So if we have a hurricane that comes through here, I will not be in darkness. Yeah. I don't mind not having sound, but I need to be able to at least be able to see what's happening around me yes. in that kind of madness. Yes. You know? Yes. But I do like the sensory deprivation. You know, mm. I love to go out in my pool in the summertime and meditate. And mm. I will just float with my ears under the water oh. and you can't hear anything. I love that too. It's beautiful. I love that about being it's in water. Beautiful. It is. You know, so meditation doesn't have to be sitting in the closet with Mm-mm. your eyes closed, expecting to hear some kind of, you know, gospel yeah. or something. Right. It can be whatever it is that, I, that feels just, right for you. And it's just, Kristen, like the basic of it is like creating space for yourself. Yes. Like that you've dedicated 15, 20 minutes or even five fucking minutes in your day just for you. And you. right. And in a world where everything feels like such madness and, you know, kids work, partners, the fucking media. It's like things are coming at us 24 seven. And to have that place every morning or afternoon or wherever you meditate just right. for you, like that's the practice. It, it is. Doesn't, it doesn't even it matter what totally happens, is. right? You're right. like, it's channeling, it it's mind spa, it's fucking Tibetan bowls. It's me with a mask on. I mean, it's space. It is. It's like it's totally sacred giving space. yourself permission to have space for yourself. Yeah. 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 And that's like an energy thing, right? It's like, yes. you know, it's like protecting your energy, giving back to yourself, self-care. And like you said, in the beginning of this, of this call, um, 
like, it's like showing yourself love. It's loving yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we tend to expect that's our number one issue we tend to expect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but we um we tend to have this idea that other people are going to take care of us. Mm. And while we may have those people in our life that do, mm. we have to be able to give ourselves care. We have to be able to give ourselves hugs. We have to be able to give ourselves love and accept it. You know, Jack Canfield is, because I'm a Canfield trainer, yeah. um, has this practice. And I don't think he came up with it. He he stole it from someone else. Um, the mirror practice where you go and you stand in front of the mirror oh, at night and yeah. you do your wins. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, you know, today you did this, this, and this. And it might just be, you know what? You spent five minutes on yourself today. That's mm. so Fabulous. I am so proud of you, Kristen. And I love you Mm. all the time looking at your own eyes. Yes. You know, this practice makes me cry every time I do it. Going in the mirror and staring into your own eyes, staring into your own soul. Yeah. It is such a powerful practice. It, it's oh beyond powerful. I right? try to catch myself every day. I'll walk by the mirror and like give myself a little wink and be like, "You're That's fucking, good. you're fucking hot piece of shit. I love you." <laughs> like it's those That's little awesome. little things. It's like bringing it back home, right? Right. Yeah. It's like bringing it back home, and like this is how we take our power back, right? Right. Absolutely. Because it's about us, like so much. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning of my journey was a blame game. Right. I'm yes. like, you're an asshole. You're a douchebag. I hate, you know, everything was wrong with everyone else. And yep. the minute like I started to focus on myself and like meditation was my first thing, you know, I was like, oh, wait, maybe I'm not perfect. Okay. <laughs> maybe I have my own shit to work through. But that's like, that's taking your power back. It's yes, absolutely. Right? absolutely. Take the finger and we're like, me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So meditation, anything mm-hmm. else that you, that you do that you would tell? I them? do, uh, essential oils. I do. Mm. Um, yeah. Frankincense is my all time. Oh yeah. That's a young it, one. It really kind of, for me, opens up that whole, where am I, where do I want to go kind of feeling it, it works in the amygdala, you know, mm. the fight or flight within yes. our brain. Um, and so it just gives me a place to start, whether yes. I'm going to go through, um, my trauma drama, or I'm going to work through, um, you know, a current situation that's happening. Um, I'll use the frankincense oil and, yeah. and I'll diffuse it. I will, put it on, you know, my, the bottom of my nose. So yes. I'm smelling it depending on what I'm doing with it. But, and yes. that's also a really great thing to, to use during meditation. Oh it yeah. It really does open up kind of that esoteric. Um, I'm a, I'm a sandalwood junkie. Oh, God, oh my God. I'm like sandalwood behind my perfume. ears. Me too. <laughs> I'm like sandalwood on my wrist, sandalwood on my yep. pussy. You're welcome, yep, honey. Exactly. 
Yeah, I love sandalwood. And I, you know, it's really funny. I'm allergic to like so much and perfumes. I'm highly oh, yeah. allergic to. Perfumes but are gross. Some, ugh, especially the ones that they're, they're uh, because they've got so many chemicals. Just yeah. use the essential oils, just use and whatever brand, you know, that's, yeah. that is real organic, yeah. you know. Right. Right. Socially acceptable. Um but yeah, so essential oils I use and I, I use the singing bowls mm. I will sit and just, you know, do the singing bowls and bring myself back to where I need to be. Mm. Um, yeah, I have um, a Tibetan bowl that sits on my desk, although I've had some issues with it since the chemo. So I've got neuropathy in my fingers, so I think yes. it seals that. Ooh. So I, if I do it on the desk, I'm okay, but I used to be able to hold it. So That's I don't get the same vibration. Isn't that yeah, the en- well? Because the energy is different in your fingertips now. It is like yeah. it's not moving through them, mm-hmm. so it's probably right. just not resonating. Yep, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So you know, you but you so you figure out another way. You know, yeah. I've gotten it to work. If it's like I said, sitting on my desk, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, so I feel it that way. But yeah, I mean, and then I don't get to go out for walks as much. I I. I'm working on walking. Yes. Um, and so we walked down to the end of the, the street and back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Know? Good for you. Yeah, right. One of these days, I'm going to get out to a park. Um, little by little, but, right? You know, and then we go to the beach when we can. Yeah. You know, and that's that good Lord, just walking to and from the water and getting in the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> work out in itself. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. Well, so. It's so amazing that you, I mean, I just want to point this out that you were in Texas and like you made, you settled in Florida. I did. I did. I and mean, by way of, of Seattle, Ohio, Virginia. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> How long have you been in Florida now? Oh, let's see. Well, we were in an RV for three years and then settled here in 2018, the end of 2018. Oh my God. So like a year before. Yeah. Two years before before COVID. COVID, Oh, thank goodness. I would not have been able to survive. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. If anyone could, you could. Oh, I'd love to be outside and, and, you know, to to do, I, being able to go to the beach. I mean, I am so blessed, so blessed to have been able to go to the beach during COVID and Mm. to be able to be outside and unmasked and, and yeah, we were jealous up here in New England. Yeah. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I'm, I'm so sorry that not everybody had that opportunity to be able to do that. We persevered. Uh, I know you did. And you're stronger for it. Totally. That's the lesson, right? Mm -hmm. It is. That's the lesson. No matter where you are, how it it works, you are stronger for it because you came out the other side. It's so true. It's so true. If only we grieve in the moment. Right? (laughs) Yeah. The thing is like, it's so easy to say on the other side, but when I was in it, like trapped in a house with three kids and online school and, you know, empty grocery stores. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, hate this. I have to tell you because of the fact that I was just coming out of chemo and mm. surgery mm. and going through all of that, 
I was, I didn't go out. I didn't even, you know, before the cancer, I was a smoker. I had diabetes. I Mm. had all health issues. And I'm like, oh my God, if I get COVID, I'll die. Um, So I kept myself in the house and I wouldn't let myself leave. And then when we finally did have to go out somewhere, I really expected the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It was the the zombie popalypse. Um, yeah, I like that. But better. it wasn't, you know, people were yeah. going about their business and their lives. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought the whole world was shut down. And, <laughs> you know, apparently Florida didn't get that message. Yeah, I was going to say Florida was a little bit behind. <laughs> yes, they're still behind. You know, they, they, they get they a different kind of news down there. Yeah, we, we do. We, we really do. So, you know, I had that going for us here too but you know you do you listen to the news and it's like you know terrifying that you're going to literally walk through a wall of death or something if you go outside yes and then the cancer happened and then it was like okay I can't really do anything anyway and you got it to the other side of it and okay so I can go do stuff I can mm-hmm. wear my mask when I need to, mm-hmm. and I can go do all the things that I mm-hmm. want to do. And okay, now I'm going to really go do things that I want to do. So I head out to California for some training. And, Yay. <laughs> and you're fine. And I'm fine. I was, I'm also, you know, triple vaccinated. Yes. So I didn't have a bad reaction. It was kind of like the second shot that I had that I got three days of yuck and it was yeah. like I got hit by a freight train. But other than that, I was cool. And you, you can know? handle anything. You're Kristen Sparks. Apparently so. Right. <laughs> Apparently so, so. So you, I, I just feel like you're on this crazy trajectory. Like you're just, it's like you're on the, on the verge of like birthing something really huge into the world. So like, where are you, if, if you could look ahead, Mm -hmm. you know, two, three, five years from now. I'll let you breathe into this for a minute. (sighs) Where do you see Kristen Sparks in five years time? I had this question asked of me just recently about where I wanted to go with my company and who I felt that I was within the company. Mm. And I am, I just wrote this article, so it it was all kind of coming into fruition. And I really feel like Roar Inc. is based in love. And not just in love of self and love of of country and love of people, but this whole movement of letting ourselves value. And I can't decide what I want the E to be. Mm. And it's, I've, gone through a couple of different words, but the basis Mm. of it is love. And I want to really bring that into fruition. 
And that's what I see the movement being. You know, Mm. my tagline for Roar is voice is your power. Mm. And living in that, that whole love is everything. Mm. Because for me, that's been my spiritual journey is learning that love is everything. It doesn't Mm. matter what you call it. Yes. You know, whether it's God or it's, you know, the divine or, yes. or source or whatever, yes. it's all based in and around love. And if mm. we can love, mm. then the rest of it yeah. will fall off. The rest of it will fall into place. Yes. The rest of it will just happen the way it's supposed to. It's we are so, so lucky to be alive. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. I can feel it. I can totally feel it. It's resonating. And imagine just walking around knowing that, holding that in your heart, sharing it with the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Whether you agree or you don't. Yeah. We don't need to agree. I can still love you. You know, and how boring would it be if we all thought the exact same way? Oh, yeah. 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 I want fun in my life. I'm an adventurous person. Mm. I want to still jump off the side of a mountain, you know, and do hang gliding. Yes. I want to do that. You know, whitewater, excuse me. That is the the remaining of the esophageal cancer is that that, in the back of the throat. You know, just living every day, like, you know, and I know it's very cliche, but like, it's your last day. It's your only day. Yeah. This is all we got. Yes. Right now. This moment. And I'm like, no, no, no. This moment. No, this This moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And there's no promise. We don't need to struggle. We don't need to struggle. Like, let's just find the fucking love, find the joy. Kristen Sparks, you, you are magnetic. And I wish, I wish I were doing this on video for everyone because you have like the best earrings on and a gorgeous (laughs) top and I can see the peaking of your tattoos. Oh yes. My new tattoo. Yes. Oh, it's new. Oh yes. my fucking yes. God. This goes all the way show down me, my stomach. Show me your tits, Kristen no. Spark. That, that is amazing. This, <laughs> this is my cancer. This is my cancer. This is where it was. Yes. So it's a jellyfish and oh. it goes all the way down and it's being fought by a kraken. And my oh. whole breast, once it's done, will be the crack. And I don't think you can see it still. Oh, but, my. Yeah. That is insane. Listeners, oh, yeah. I wish you, I wish you'll you see it that. one of these days because we've got pictures. We've got pictures of the whole transition. Wow. This has been, um, will be a year. I started in um, June of last year. Um, so we're still working on it. We still probably have six months to go. Um, you are but it goes goddess. all the way down. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. Wow, you Isn't found an something? incredible artist. Uh, oh. Right? Oh, it took that me a long time to find him. Gorgeous. 
Oh my yeah. God. I, you know, I love tattoos, so I oh. love you even more now. <laughs> well, I am covered. I am starting to literally. Yeah. Layer up, baby. Layer up. That yeah. way we can just walk around without clothes on. Right. Exactly. Yes. You know, yeah. I got to figure out what to do on the other boob because the right will be all covered. <laughs> the left is going to be stuck by it'll itself. come uh, whenever on I get coconut. Tat- yeah. <laughs> a seashell. Yeah, exactly. I'm going. Right. I once this is all done, I'll tell you what, I'm going to Fantasy Fest down in Key West for Halloween. Yeah, I can go walk around with nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let me know when that is. You bet, okay. you bet. But so, my favorite, or one of my favorites, is the one that's on my arm. And you can't yes. really see it. It's hard to get there, but it's it's a C.S. Lewis quote. Yeah. And it is hardships often prepare ordinary people for extraordinary destiny. Mm. I know. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right. So Kristen, okay. You're fucking amazing. And I love you. And I'm going to hop in my car and drive to Florida right now. Um, (laughs) You know, you're welcome anytime. I know. I know. It'll take me like two and a half days, but, um, so tell us where, you know, to our feminine rebels who are listening, where can they find you? How can they work with you? Like, We'll put all this in the show notes too, but what's the best way for people to find you? W-R-A-R-I-N-C.com. Okay. Roarinc.com. Roarinc.com. All right. If you want a dose of radical joy and sunshine in your life, Kristen Sparks is your woman 150 fucking percent. It has been an absolute pleasure to be with you today. Um, oh, Natty, you too. I just we, love you. I love you too. I just feel like my everything shifts for me in your presence. So it's like, I just feel excited and Good. open and like, fuck yeah, we're fucking alive. I'm going to have these hats made for us. I will wear it. Okay. Is yes. do you have a favorite color? You know, my favorite color is sunshine yellow. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sunshine yellow. I'm writing it down. Um, yeah. holy shit, we're alive. Um, okay, we're making the hats and that's it. You're going to get one in the mail. Perfect. You're going to get one in the mail. I'm on I it. Love right. I love that. All right. I love you so, so, I so, love so you. much. Feminine Rebellion. There you go. There she is. Find her, use her up, connect with her, collaborate with her, hire her, or just bask in her presence. Um, Kristen Sparks, you're a fucking goddess. Okay. Peace out, Feminine Rebellion. hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the Feminine Rebellion podcast and rate it. This will help get my message out into the world, reach new listeners and create the Feminine Rebellion this world is screaming for right now. Thank you for listening and please don't forget to rate and subscribe.
Okay. Love you. Bye.